0: Warning, 30 Screams or Less may contain spoilers about movies that have recently been released. If you haven't seen the movie, go watch it, come back, and enjoy the show. Or, if you don't want to waste your time watching the movie and rather have two random horror dudes watch it for you, we got you covered as well. Welcome everyone to 30 Screams or Less, a horror movie podcast where we review horror movies in 30 minutes or less so you don't have to. Today's movie we're going to be reviewing is Come to Daddy and not to be mistaken with the song by the Apex Twins, Come to Daddy. Directed by Ant Timpson, written by Toby Harvard and Ant Timpson, starring Elijah Wood as Norval Greenwood, Stephen McHaddy as Gordon, and Martin Donovan as Brian. The plot for this is... About as basic as you're going to get, a man in his 30s travels to a remote cabin to reconnect with his estranged father. Doesn't really tell you much, but we're going to talk about it anyways. 30 Screams of Less starts now. Corey, what did you think of Come to Daddy?
1: I'm very, very torn on this movie. We briefly discussed it before, but we were talking about how we were writing our notes for this movie, and it was towards the end of it, and we both realized that we really hadn't written anything. <laughs> um, that's not a good thing. No, that's not a good thing at all. I'm not too thrilled about this movie. We watched it on request, and uh, I told you, we got to stop letting people make requests because then we end up with this shit.
0: Hey, no, we had to balance it out, though, because we had all those banger movies, and people going to start thinking we're just giving five out of fives willy-nilly. So we needed to get one in there that wasn't so uh, great. Well. And, yeah, and... For those of our listeners, if you see like the notes that we have, we use this thing, Google Keep, whatever. We just put all our notes in there and then we talk about it. We just kind of go through. Evil Dead Rise was like scroll upon scroll. We were like noting fucking everything. This one, we probably could just chalk it up in about a paragraph.
1: Yeah, the best part of it is, and I think why every episode flows so well, is our notes are basically identical. We watch all of our movies separately and- our notes end up being pretty much the same every time. I
0: know. It's actually pretty funny. So you and I, we think a lot alike when it comes to these movies. Here and there, we might have our differences with how we felt about a movie, but it seems like lately, you and I are pretty much on the same page with a lot of these movies.
1: Yeah, so... I've said what I thought about this movie. What'd you think?
0: I thought this movie was a little weird. Uh, you know, they say never judge a book by its cover. When I saw the cover of it, for some reason, it reminded me like of the look of like some sort of indie artsy movie, whatever. So when I thought of it, I didn't think Horror but they have like the overtones, whatever, on the cover, trying to make it seem like it's a scary movie. But honestly, an hour in, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It just seems like it was slow burn after slow burn. And then finally, the father, quote, end quote, grabs a cleaver and he's going after Norval, but he dies from a heart attack in the process. So I was like, okay, well, something happened. And then it proceeded to be like, Norval moping around trying to figure out what to do. He's got a dead body in his house. He's laying next to trying to talk to the dead body and it was just fucking weird. I thought it was going to be one of these things where he was going to go crazy and he was going to cause all sorts of fucking hell and thinking that there's actually people there but weren't and all this stuff but None of that happened. That's
1: exactly where I thought it was going. I thought this all was going to be in his head. I thought
0: that, and I thought that would have been actually a great concept because maybe, yes, his father did write a letter to him, but maybe his father's been dead for a long time, and he just went
1: to his old house, and he's thinking he's reconnecting, all this stuff, but no, none of that happened. That's another thing that kind of pissed me off is, like, the whole premise of this movie is Elijah Wood's character, Norval, getting a letter from his father who left him and his mother when he was five years old. So he's what he said. He's like 35 now in the movie. So he gets a letter from this dude just saying, come see me, blah, 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 blah. And he fucking does it.
0: I'm like, okay, no problem,
1: dad. And then the opening scene is literally Norval hiking through the woods with a full on luggage, like airport luggage shit. And he's literally hiking with it. I'm like, what is happening?
0: Yeah, I don't know what the hell was happening there. Honestly, first glance. I thought he was some sort of Amish person.
1: (laughs) Okay, was he going to go sell fucking fresh-baked bread at the ocean?
0: Yeah, he was going to make a nice bench out of one of those trees he's hiking past, whatever. He had that really big hat on, and I was like, what is this guy's deal? But I guess he's maybe just some hipster, DJ, whatever, that likes to wear vintage clothing and whatever. And so, yes, he's hiking through the woods, all these fucking bags, to this remote cabin where his father lives and let me tell you that place was gorgeous looking i would love to have a house that looked like that
1: i was gonna say man imagine living on the ocean with a view like that that'd be amazing. oh my
0: god that's a million dollar house yeah. or more or something like that that was gorgeous i couldn't even imagine just waking up in the morning going on the porch and just looking out and going fuck there's the ocean basically right underneath me hopefully yep. there's not a typhoon
1: yeah yeah so also I learned something while watching this movie right in the beginning. Yeah. El- what did you learn? That Elton John isn't his real name. Please tell me I'm not the only one that didn't know that. Don't flame. you know,
0: I know. I don't think you're the only one. I heard something about a different name, but I never knew it. So now I know that's his actual name. I mean, I didn't even Google it or anything. I'm going to assume because of how oh, ridiculous the part was that
1: it's his actual real name. I did. It's like Reginald something. I went on Wikipedia, so it must be true. What do you think of like the jokes? Like there was a joke during this scene that was fucking hilarious to me. I actually laughed a couple of times just at the jokes. Oh yeah, some so, of the jokes were great. Um, when, they, when they were sitting together, and his dad was like, or the guy that's pretending to be his dad, he just goes, "I gotta take a crap," and then let's go for a swim. And then he gets up and walks away. I mean, is he wrong? Think uh, about it. Crap that's in the like- ocean. What's you the could grab,
0: yeah. Actually, that's even more effective because I was thinking you take a crap and then you're like, fuck, I don't need to wipe. I jump into the ocean, get all cleaned up, good to go. You're just straight up skipping the bathroom entirely and just going straight for the ocean.
1: Ah, dude, just let it rip right in the ocean. I mean, it's gonna break down. Maybe a fish is gonna eat it. You never know, but it's yeah. fine. Yeah, it's the algae, man. It's just food. It. It's food. Fish food
0: crap in the ocean. Oh, God. And then people are eating fish at restaurants are like, what the fuck? This tastes like shit. But yes, I love some of these random fucking jokes that appeared in it. Like when his dad died and the cop is saying to him, I can burp on command if you want, you know, just to like cheer him up. And he does it anyways. So there was a lot of awkward comedy in it. It was still funny. Always good to throw in, you know, funny things like that. But yes, there was a lot of tension buildup in this movie. We've talked about this before where movies have these slow burns and there was a lot of tension building to these slow burns in this
1: movie this was basically an hour and a half slow burn or however long it was with maybe like a ten minute payoff yeah
0: I'd say so yeah it was uh what was it, an hour and thirty something minutes so an hour and twenty of that was like okay what the fuck is something happening here and that's basically what happened so yeah
1: I didn't hate this movie like it's not anchor level shit but you fucking hated that movie. Uh I got it. We,
0: yeah, we bleh. we bring it up so much because it's setting the standard of how bad a movie is to us. There's no anchor, that's for sure. But I wouldn't say it's a fucking Evil Dead Rise by any means. No, no, not even close.
1: Which so, sucks because it's Elijah Wood, but I feel like that's his shtick after I don't even honestly know like any big movies that he's been in, but him and Daniel Radcliffe just make these fucking weird movies now. You know what? Like I've the same noticed that.
0: They basically are. You know what? You are 100% right. They just come out with these weird ass movies and I think they're trying to shake that image of them in like their big roles, whether it's Harry Potter or it's Flipper Lord of the R- Flipper, exactly. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, buddy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He was in Lord of the Rings. Forgot about it. Yes. Him. Yeah. He was in Lord of the Rings. So, like, those are the two big roles. Shit. Or, you know, Back to the Future, where he played that little random kid in the restaurant. He's like, you have to play this game with a gun. That's a baby's toy. So that was in Back to the Future too, by the way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. I completely forgot this dude played Frodo. That's fucking nuts. How could you forget that? Because I don't give a shit about Lord of the Rings. I love oh. sci-fi and fantasy and stuff like that. But I've tried watching these movies before, and they put me to sleep
0: fair enough. I'm actually kind of in the same boat. I've watched them. Just doesn't do it for me. I just couldn't get into it. I don't hate it by any means. It just was not for me. Yeah. Just- I
1: remember when I was 16 years old and one of those movies, I think it might even have been the first one came out. I was 16. I worked at McDonald's and I went to the movies with this kid to see it. One of the, whatever movie it was. I don't, I didn't even make it through the whole movie. I fell asleep. No shit. Wow. You know when a movie's like? Not that entertaining is when you
0: legitimately fall asleep during it and i bet you tried to go back right and then did you fall asleep again no
1: i didn't even try to go back oh jeez they're, they're, they're dead to me
0: yeah you know that actually kind of happened to me with inglorious bastards you like inglorious bastards
1: i did like that actually and i typically okay. am not a huge quentin tarantino fan believe it or not
0: wow okay that's a hot
1: take if i thought anyone would like quentin tarantino movie I thought it'd be you. I don't know. He's got a couple of, like, bangers. I mean, obviously, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, but some of his later shit. Like, Hateful Eight, What's Upon a Time in Hollywood, Django, oh, yeah. shit. All shit.
0: You don't like Django Unchained? Oh, I love no, it. No, Oh, that's shit. That's, I love that movie. But I could see your point, though, because later on in his career, it seems like he's putting out these movies that are just really fucking long, and it sometimes can be hard to sit through. In glorious bastards. I fell asleep trying to watch that movie 4 times and I finally finished it. There's just too much dialogue sometimes.
1: There it's is like, a lot of dialogue for sure and it's very long too if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think it was like 3 hours something yeah. like that. So, okay.
0: I don't mind dialogue. It's fine. But, you know, going back into your like your whole sci-fi deal. I actually just watched everything everywhere all at once. Oh, dude, so good. Oh my god. If there's ever a movie that people need to see, it's that one. It's a fucking fever dream.
1: That was like the matrix in japan basically and it was amazing it was front to back awesome
0: i can see why people don't fucking like it because it's hard to understand but once you fucking get it you're like okay it's about multiverses and accessing different versions of you in these different universes and taking in their special abilities into you and you're using them.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I watched that. Joanne watched it on her own and I had no interest in seeing it. And then she's like, Corey, you got to watch this movie. And then a few weeks later we watch it together. And at the end of the movie, I was like, can you explain this to me? Because I'm lost. (laughs) Yeah. But the visuals, like no wonder that movie won an Academy Award.
0: Yeah. They fucking got a ton of Academy Awards. I mean, it was like best actor, best supporting actress. I think it was best movie directing. It almost swept the whole fucking thing. It was fantastic, though.
1: It won me, movie of the year for 22, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I can see why. You know, sometimes these movies get
1: all these fucking awards. They sweep all these awards, and you see it, and you're just like, mid. I don't get it. I was just perusing your notes here, and I see your top one. What is up with that haircut? I was going to write that down, but I didn't know if we should waste time on talking about a haircut. But since you brought it up, what fuck? fuck. It. it was like a bowl cut, but it was... At the top of his head. It was very odd,
0: and (laughs) I don't know. At that point, either shit or get off the pot. You might as well either get rid of it or go for broke and get a bigger bowl cut. Grow that fucker out and make your head look like a damn mushroom.
1: Dude, I I rocked a bowl cut when I was younger. And
0: Dude, you're not the only one. Me too. Ugh. That was the style in the 90s. That was one of the styles was the fucking bowl cut. And it's weird. I didn't use an actual bowl or anything. I think the idea of a bowl cut is that if you were to put a bowl on someone's head and you just cut straight around the bowl, that's the haircut. Everyone had it those days. It's very odd. Very odd. Yeah. This yeah. haircut was so fucking weird. That's why I thought I was gonna be watching some like indie artsy fartsy type movie just by looking at it that's why i'm saying never judge a book by its cover but in this case it did feel like it was on the lines of real artistic type movie with some suspense i guess
1: yeah like don't judge a movie by the main character's haircut in the opening scene i did exactly that you did you were just like nope i'm done so this dude finally like after his dad has a or this guy has a heart attack and fucking dies in the middle of living room he's hearing noises in the house And I'm like, oh, somebody's in the house with him or he's here like ghosts or something like that. Right. Then he lifts up the rug and he finds a fucking trap door in the middle of the living room floor, opens the trap door. It's pitch black down there. He decides he's going to go down there with this little tiny flashlight. Why not? And for some reason, as soon as he did that, I'm like, his real dad's going to be down there. I had a feeling that his dad was going to be a hostage or some shit. Sure enough, there he was. He fucking called it. Fucking it just writes itself. Yeah, it was it was there.
0: Because right before that, he was looking through a book of baby photos and saw him with a different guy. And he's just flipping through and he's like, this isn't right. This can't be right. And that's when he decided to investigate the sound. Found that fucking weird trap door, which, okay, a weird trap door in the middle of the living room. I can guarantee you I'm stubbing my foot on that fucker.
1: That wasn't even like a normal trap door. It was like a fucking submarine cover. (laughs) It was so fucking (laughs)
0: ginormous. I'm surprised that that little skinny hipster was able to pick it up right
1: Uh, he put his muscles into that
0: one i guess he did but when he got down there it was his actual father chained up and just beat the shit you know blood all over his chest his eyeballs all fucked up and his dad's like saying you don't have much time they're coming back you have to kill them and norval decides to hide in a little closet whatever And this fucking guy comes back. It's one of his friends that he had a score with, some sort of heist job, I'm thinking. That's kind of what they were alluding to later on in the film. that they did this score together and the friend is like trying to double cross him, whatever. He takes a fucking pen that
1: was sitting in his own shit and stabs him. (laughs) Do you know what this pen is covered in? It's my poop. I'm going <laughs> to stab you with the poop and then you're going to get an infection and then you're going to die.
0: <laughs> but you know what the funny part was that of that was? Is that he was like, it's excrement. No, it's extrament or whatever. Like they were, going, yeah, they were going back and forth on what was called. Hell, I even have a hard time doing it. But I was going to say,
1: I was going to say, say watching that part, I, I could hear you saying that Cool, trying to pronounce excrement. Oh, because I can't pronounce shit. No, nope, not even if it's written down in front of you. Nope, not at all. So he ends up stabbing his father in the stomach with this pen, and then he leaves. And his father tells Norval that he has to remove these handcuffs from him. Yep. And the only way to do it is to break his fingers
0: oh yeah i was like watching this cringing a little bit he's like think of it as 35 years of revenge or whatever and so norval breaks his actual father's thumb and i'm assuming to break the thumb it's just trying to be able to loosen it up so you can get through the uh, handcuffs or the cuff that's binding him there yeah he did that and then the father's like okay that didn't work so now we got to try the index figure and they break the index finger and that didn't work either. And so they found another approach of just trying to pick the lock.
1: So Joanne was taking a nap on the couch next to me while I was watching this. She woke up right at the finger cracking scenes and she goes, oh. of course, I woke up at this. And she got up and <laughs> left the room.
0: Oh, man, that's the worst way to wake up. My guitar is Sean. You know, Sean, there was one time that we were watching Hostel and it was the part. or Actually, it was Hostel 2. There was the part where the guy was getting attacked by the dogs. Mm-hmm. And he's just getting ripped to shreds, all that. And Sean wakes up to that particular part. He's like, this is the fucking worst way to wake up ever. Just <laughs> seeing a guy getting ripped to shreds by two German shepherds. So that just reminded me of that whole thing.
1: I'm trying to remember. it is that whoever the dogs were ripping apart was somebody cut them so they would bleed out and attract the dogs, right?
0: Uh nope. Actually, this was one of the guys who paid to kill one of the tourists. And he's like, I can't do this. Like oh, yeah. somehow he developed a conscience. And it's been a decided while. to walk away. Yeah, it's been a while. I actually just watched it last week because my girlfriend hasn't seen it. I'm like, well, it's a rite of passage. You have to watch it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let's put it on. We put them both on back to back. It was tough to watch. It's a tough movie to watch sometimes, especially the Achilles tendon in the first one. Achilles tendons fucking kill me, too.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, because if you cut an Achilles tendon, that's it. You ain't fucking walking. You're no, gonna be... you can get it fixed. I mean, you could get it fixed. It's going to take you quite a while to get back from that, though.
1: Yeah, which yeah. leads me to my next point. The age old semen versus ear debate. Which one of them has more protein? <laughs> well, what a weird scene. what a weird fucking scene.
0: What a weird scene to have with your father. And he's going back. They're going back and forth. He's like, I ate my ear because I didn't want to drink the semen. And then Norfolk's like, well, like semen actually has more protein in it. And the father was like, it was yellow. And we're just like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah. So a little context to this. This person is actually apparently his father's best friend, he says. He tells him he has him tied up and he gives him a choice. He says, you either eat your own ear or you're going to drink a cup of my semen.
0: Oh, my God. And he chose to eat his ear. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Cut his ear off and eat it. Yep. So I honestly probably would have gone the ear route. Really? Eh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know.
1: Semen's less permanent, dude.
0: Yeah, you're right, huh? I mean, what do you prefer? Do you prefer just guzzling that down real quick or eating your ear and just living with that for
1: the rest of your life? Uh, I might choose the warm stuff over yeah. that ear. Yeah, because I'm going to be able to hear tomorrow. You know what I mean? That's I'll brush true. my well, teeth a bunch of times. Yeah, Gargle with yeah, all gargle. sorts
0: of Listerine.
1: Yep, Listerine, yeah. fucking whiskey, mm-hmm. you know. yeah. See it's, try it's, to... see, it's only temporary is my point.
0: Yeah, you make a good point there, that it is temporary, whereas the ear is a constant reminder for the rest of your
1: life. Yep, and you can only hear out of one ear. That too.
0: And I'm already deaf as it is, so you make a good point.
1: So does that change your... Your view on this? Uh, Can I do half and half? I don't think you can lose I mean you can lose half an ear.
0: Just take the earlobe and like I'll leave the rest. That way you get your chunk of flesh. uh, whatever. This is a fucking weird conversation.
1: And you'll drink half a cup of semen if you keep half your ear? I guess. Okay.
0: Worst of both worlds. Okay okay Okay. so this whole <laughs> edit, shit, edit, edit scene edit in, the last 20 done. minutes
1: out of this podcast yes
0: the problem is we still have less than 30 minutes to go so we have time to talk about all this other shit yeah. so uh, um, yay. yay is right so what i didn't get to though is Norville tries to fight that guy it doesn't go well the guy escapes through that hash i would think that if he's the one that's able to escape through the hatch and the father and Norval are left behind, you'd think he'd lock it and let them starve to death. I mean, sounds like the logical thing to do, right?
1: Yeah, he didn't even bother locking it.
0: No, he made it way too fucking easy. Norval didn't have any cuffs on. He was just down there willy-nilly all having fun catching up with dear old dad. And yeah. you'd think, you know what? I would have locked it. If I was that guy, I would have locked it and say, see
1: you later, good luck. Yeah, I do, I do like that whole scene, though, when... Norville escapes the dungeon with his father. Norville finds that big guy taking a shit. Oh. So this <laughs> giant guy just taking a shit. I assume this was the hunchback they kept talking about? Yeah, it was the hunchback.
0: They kept calling him the hunchback.
1: Okay, and... Norville and the Hunchback are just getting into this massive fight. Meanwhile, keep in mind, the Hunchback doesn't have any pants on. It ends up in the kitchen, and Norville reaches into, like, a drawer or something, and he grabbed a barbecue fork. Oh. What does he do with the barbecue fork, Steve? Oh,
0: my God. So the Hunchback is just standing there, and Norville's on the ground, and he takes this fork, and he just keeps stabbing him in the dick or balls or whatever. The whole package area It just keeps going and going and going, and just stab after stab, after stab. I'm like, dude, Okay. Fucking stop.
1: There was so much
0: blood. Oh, it was like, this guy is just standing there, like, taking it, too. I would be
1: like, ow, I'm out. And he basically shook it off and started fighting him again until Norval takes care of him. Yeah, fucking hits him with the saran wrap.
0: But the thing with the saran wrap is those fucking bars that go through that are, like... uh, The cardboard. Yeah, they're cardboard. That's right, they're cardboard. They are very... Tightly wound. So hitting someone with those is like hitting someone with a club. And then what does he do? He fucking takes the plastic wrap, saran wrap, whatever you want to call it, and just starts wrapping it around his face, suffocating the guy. And then, of course, he bashes his face in with it because it's a lot like a club. There's blood everywhere. He hit him very excessively. I didn't count how many times, but I know it was very excessive. And there was blood everywhere. And the whole plastic wrap was just covered in blood.
1: Yeah, I love that scene. That that scene was pretty cool. That was the best part of the movie.
0: Yeah, I would say that was probably the best part of the movie. I think, though, what Norval should have done is he should have got up, go to the bathroom, take a shit. They should have had that scene where he's taking a shit and finishing the job. And then he washes his face and goes back to his dad. And his dad would probably be like, what took you so long? He'd be like, I was just cleaning up a mess or something stupid. I can write this shit. Give me a chance, Hollywood. It might have been better. Maybe it would have gotten a good laugh. I can assure you. Mm hmm. Yep. So that didn't happen though. He uh left with his dad and the fucking the main guy that's running the whole operation here and Keeping the father prisoner he comes back with a freaking crossbow that's on fire and norval's like i can't fight that he's got a crossbow so he decides he's gonna hop into his trunk and fucking follow the guy back to this motel feel free (laughs) to chime in
1: the hotel was funny though i love the that whole scene with norval going into like the cashier's desk or whatever and asking to rent a room and he tells him that everyone's in town for a geology conference and then he (laughs) and then he was like uh just kidding they're here for what did he? What did he say? And it was a swingers convention or something.
0: Yeah, it was like some sort of. He whispered it. Yeah, he said it was some sort of swingers convention. But what I loved about him walking in is this guy is just so nonchalantly reading a jugs magazine, just looking at some boobs. No big deal on the job. Don't have to worry about HR. Apparently, nothing like that. Just fucking living he's his t- best life. He's a titty holic. He's a titty holic. He said so. Norval decides. To come up with a plan, like, hey, this is beautiful-looking girl, suspicious girl outside that you need to check out, and of course the guy's like, well, I need to know does she have big tits or whatever. And Norval's like, I'll just say that if she was going to the bra section to look, she was going to the bra section to look for bras, she'd be in the double D's. And he's like, (laughs) he's like, well, okay, well, I'll go check into that. It was a silly part. It was great though. I love that. You know those spikes that you have for the old-fashioned receipts? So it's got all those receipts on him. He takes it with him, and he's going to use that as, like, his primary weapon. And he manages to take the keys. He goes into an adjacent room, and you just said that there's a swingers convention happening. And, of course, what do we see, Corey? Nothing but what? Just a bunch of dicks. Just a bunch of fucking dicks in that room. There's just so much... Cock and ball action happening oh yeah everyone everyone's literally just laid out balls out and Norval's like okay i just got to be quiet making my way through here and meanwhile they're all just kind of sleeping and he's just trying to be as quiet as possible he fucking steps on the remote everyone wakes up and now it's fucking causing a ruckus he goes through the door to the room he wants to get in to kill the guy and he's got this sex worker in there with him and she's doing like one of those fucking things where her legs are around his neck and he's getting choked. She's literally got
1: him in a rear naked choke.
0: Yeah, she's got him in a rear naked choke and some people are into that. You know, that's their thing. He was into it. It's not for me. I know people die doing that stuff, but I'm good. I'm all set. That lady was, her arms were massive. Yeah, she was big. Her arms were massive. She was just a really muscular woman she was just she was big it was was funny she also reminded me of this one NXT wrestler
1: Nikita Lyons I I have no idea who that is I don't pay attention to WWE anymore look her up or I'll just send (laughs) it to you on discord do I need to do this in an incognito window no you don't Nikita Lyons didn't she oh I remember her she just got hurt right yeah I think so okay yeah I know who that is
0: yeah she does this weird split move and she lands on people's chests And the internet broke when they first saw it because they're like, oh my God. Female rikishi. Yeah, basically. A little stink face action. Yep. So a lot of people are all about that. And that's who that reminded me of. That sex worker looked a lot like her. I just had a lot of similarities, like the hair and Nikita Lyons is like jacked to shit. And she's a big girl. Not fat. I'm just saying she's just fucking got some muscle mass to her. Yes, she does. Yeah, Yeah, she's fucking ripped. So he makes it in the room. Norval ends up getting stabbed, all that stuff. And he gets a fucking that spike right through his face. The main villain, he was trying to go for his head, but fucked up and went right through Norval's cheek instead. Uh, he didn't end up dying, though. It looked like he did for a second. So the fucking main bad guy gets in his car. He drives off. I don't even know how this happened, Corey. Other than the fact that Norval slashed his tires just before he went into like the hotel room. I know he slashed the tires,
1: but I didn't think that would cause such an accident. And now that you say that, that makes more sense to me because I actually missed the slashing of the tires because I couldn't figure out why he just randomly crashed into a fucking sign.
0: Yeah, because you would think if you're, all your tires were slashed, you'd fucking know right away. You'd hear that, boop, 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 that fucking sound, especially yeah. on every single one of them, and you wouldn't be able to fucking drive that thing at all. It'd be a fucking mess. So somehow he managed to just fucking go barreling down the road and hits a sign. So Norval's going after him. He's just walking ever so gingerly away from the car, looking like a zombie. And then Norval catches up to him and they just have this conversation about Norval's life and how his mother was a prostitute and his father got her pregnant while... They were out or whatever, and that's how it happened, I guess. That's why they were never together, like the father and the mother. So they turn the camera, and they show that half the guy's fucking head is, like, cut off. You see his brain out, basically pulsing.
1: It was fucking gnarly. I love how casual this whole scene was. It was 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 just casual. It was casual. I thought it was nicely shot because, like, they have that whole conversation, then the camera pans, and Norval pulls that receipt thing out of his cheek, And he casually sticks it in the exposed part of the bad guy's brain. And and then then he he drops dead.
0: Yeah. But before he dropped dead, he said, Arthur. (laughs) 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 I didn't understand the Arthur part, but I thought it was funny because I guess when you touch the brain in certain spots, you can do certain things like control or say weird shit. I've watched some of those surgeries and it's very fascinating. So I don't know if that was kind of the thing, like they just said, oh, you know what? Make sure you just ad lib something when he puts a fake spike in your head. So maybe that's what he did. He just decided to yell Arthur. So, I um,
1: didn't make that connection when that happened. I thought it was just more shit that didn't make sense.
0: Yeah, maybe I'll give the benefit of the doubt. They were actually that smart, but ultimately probably just wanted to make it as ridiculous as possible. I don't think they went too smart like I just did with it.
1: Yeah, you actually made it make sense with, like, actual facts.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I, um, I jumped the shark a bit there. Yeah. So pretty much that's it. He goes back to the cabin. His real father is laying there with uh, a shit in his stomach from being stabbed, and he's just kind of looking out the ocean, laying there. And Norval lays next to him, and he's all beat up, too. And Norval's like, why did you write that letter? His actual father can't really answer. He's fucking dying at this point. And then they just hold hands.
1: Yeah, so you forgot to mention the part where Norval is walking back to the house. We finally hear what the letter said. You can hear his father narrating it while he's walking. Mm -hmm. So I was satisfied that we finally got to hear what the letter said. And also that whole scene on the beach when they grabbed hands. I thought that was sad as fuck. And it was like a really cool ending. Yeah, that was. Because they died together.
0: Yeah. So you think Norval died too? Oh, absolutely.
1: He closed his eyes and he was bleeding to death.
0: That's true, because, yeah, he was bleeding out of his stomach. The father was dying. So, you know what? I didn't even connect that. I just figured the father died, but you're probably right that they both died together. And
1: Yeah, it was kind of a, what do they say, poetic ending?
0: Yes, that would be a poetic ending, my friend. So, you know what? I like that ending. Other than that, because I didn't make that connection, I was like, oh, that's a weird ending. But now that you say that, it makes way more sense, and it does make it a more poetic ending, a kind of beautiful ending.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's what it's, I thought.
0: Yeah, but I was glad to hear what was in the note, too. I would assume the only reason why he wrote the note is because he wanted to see him and he missed him. But even though he's been gone for that long, some people are still dads. You
1: know yeah, I mean? trying to. he's trying to redeem himself and get to know his son. Exactly. So he wasn't I, trying to be a shitbag. Like he did shitbag things when the kid was younger, obviously, by leaving him when he was five years old. Yeah,
0: but he did that because of you know, because he was doing shit back things. So yeah. it seems like he probably just wanted to turn his life around and reconnect with his son. And then that's it. That's with it. That, that's the movie. That's the movie. That's it. It's not for everyone. Like I wasn't a big fan of it. Corey, what did you give this for score?
1: I'm going sort of in the middle with this. I'm going three out of five dead kids. We sort of glanced on this before, how I thought the score, and I love the sound effects too, the sound effects, the sound design. But it seemed like, to me, this film didn't really know what it wanted to be. Like, it wanted to be a horror comedy or, or drama. I, I don't know. I thought it was very slow, as we've touched on this whole episode. Really not a lot happened until, like, the last few minutes of the movie. Not your typical slow burn, just some massive climax, what we're used to. Um, mm. Just very, very slow and, like minimal payoff. I don't want to watch this movie again.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think I want to watch this movie again either. You know what? That's something we didn't really bring up was the score. I thought the score was pretty great too. It had some uh, good sound, good sound effects to it. So, I can commend it for that, but it's not going to make the movie that much better for me. So, I decided to go with a 2 out of 5. I thought this movie was just it was really boring for a long time. And then when I saw the twist, I was like, "Okay, I know where this is going now and I can appreciate it, but that was still an hour in. So you're just going to waste time for an hour before something actually happens. So two out of five for me, I won't watch it again, but feel free to watch it to each their own. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you won't. Yeah. If you
1: like artsy fartsy shit, go watch it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I agree with you, by the way. I don't think this movie really knew what it was going to be either, because Yes, it started off as kind of a drama and then there was some funny shit happening. And then it was very dramatic where he's laying down with his father and trying to get the coroner to come over and spend time with them. And it was just like weird shit like that. And then it kicked into overdrive with the whole hostage situation deal. What
1: was that? He instantly fell in love with the coroner that came over to look at his dead fake dad.
0: Yeah, it's fucking weird. There's a place in time for that shit. That's not the place nor the time
1: That's all. another, that part there is another reason I thought that all of this was going to be a dream. Or he was just going fucking crazy. You yeah. Know, he, he saw
0: his father die, quote, end father. So he sees him die and then he starts going crazy. I didn't know if it was going to be some telltale heart bullshit because you mentioned that there was a William Shakespeare quote at the very beginning, which I actually just missed because I literally looked down to take some bite of food and then it was gone before I saw it.
1: Yeah, the William Shakespeare quote, I kind of thought like shit is going to be like a very chaotic movie because that's what Shakespeare was. Yes, exactly.
0: But I don't think it turned out that way.
1: No, not at all. So with that in mind, I
0: think we can wrap it up here. Let's go.
1: Yeah, Let's go for it. I got to go save Hyrule. Yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> all right, everyone. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Leave us a five-star review on all podcast platforms so we can get some more exposure. And, of course, be sure to tell your friends. We're also part of the Shining Wizards Network. Visit shiningwizardsnetwork.com. They're an awesome podcast network ranging from wrestling to heavy metal and horror stuff. So... Definitely check it out. Visit 30screamsorless.com for all previous episodes and transcripts to go with those episodes. If there's anything you want us to review, send an email to 30screamsorless at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. Use the hashtag, hashtag 30screamsorless and we'll talk that way. Also, we have a shirt design being made at this time. We've seen rough sketches, it's really cool. As soon as we get it all squared away, we'll fucking throw that stuff up and you can start buying our shirts.
1: Yeah. And all you people that said you would buy one, if we ever made one, you better fucking follow through with this. We're looking at you. Yeah. I'm keeping a list.
0: We got to make a few bucks. We got to pay you for hosting. Yep. All right, everyone. With that said, I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. And thanks for listening to 30 Screams to Less. And don't forget to puke up the beans you ate today and then eat it. They taste just as good the second time. (laughs)
1: oh man
0: again with that we had leftover beans from last week